0: If you were to start from scratch by selling insurance right now, in other words, if you just started prospecting from nothing, trying to find a new list, making phone calls, setting your very first appointment ever, and so forth, if you started off from scratch knowing everything you know today, how much business do you think you could write in a year? How much commission? How many new clients could you get? If you started from scratch today, I want to tell you that I actually think you can probably do a quarter of a million dollars in new business commission in the next 12 months if you really went after it, if you had a plan and a process. That's what I'm going to talk about today, how to write $250,000 of commission in the next 12 months. Stay tuned. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht and I teach insurance agents how to quote less. Win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out, or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step by step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Well, hey there, Permission Nation. My name is Charles Speck, the host here of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. It is great to have you with us. And as I mentioned in the intro teaser, I want to talk about what you might need to do in order to write $250,000 of commission in the next 12 months. Okay? Now, first of all, I know that when, when I said that, some of you just thought, oh, Charles, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to write two hundred fifty dollars period. I'm never going to be able to write that much in a year. And I want to tell you, yeah, you know what? With that negative mindset, you're definitely not. So first of all, let's sort of scratch the negativity away and just kind of come at this with a new perspective. I want you to symbolically, if you will, maybe even take your hands above your head. I want you to take off the hat of that represents, this is how I've always done it. This is how my I have always sold insurance. These are the results that I always typically get. I want you to take that hat off and just you know, set it on your desk off to the side for a minute. Because I want you to think about selling insurance from a new perspective. I want you to look at it from a, a perspective that you might not have looked at before because you're so far and thick into the weeds that you can't actually see there might be another path. That's what I want to talk about today. potential of another path. And before I dive into how you might specifically do this, I want to tell you about why I think this is, is possible, because this is specifically what happened to me when I was early on in my insurance career of trying to figure out how to sell insurance. Okay. So way back when I started the first time, the first year I got into the insurance business, I know that like, I'm just someone who prospects. I don't, I don't like prospecting like everybody else, but I don't mind prospecting. What I do love is having prospected. I love the result of prospecting. I don't love the activity, but I love setting the appointment. I love then being able to do the work afterwards. I don't like making the actual phone calls, if you will. But it's the labor that has to happen in order to get the results. Okay, So the thing is, is that I have no problem prospecting. I will prospect eight hours a day. If necessary, because I know that that activity results in money in my pocket. I can't get money in my pocket unless I do that. So nobody ever has to like kind of push me to actually do prospecting. Um, I've always been able to do that. You should be able to do that as well. I just want to, we're going to talk about it here in a minute, but I just want to let you know that nothing happens unless you prospect. Did you hear that? Nothing happens unless you prospect. You can't have set appointments unless you're prospecting. You can't sell insurance unless you're prospecting. You won't have anybody that wants to buy from you if you're not prospecting. So the very act of prospecting is very important. When I started out in the insurance business, I worked for an insurance agency that was pretty good. And uh, it, I, I kind of fell into writing subcontractors. And I wrote it with a few different carriers that, that were you know decent, competitive, and so forth. And so we ended up writing to some of them. Um, I ended up running around something like 30 clients or 35, I can't remember, I have to go look at the numbers again, but let's call it like 30 or 35 clients in the first year, okay, I think it was really after about maybe the first 16 months, because it took me a few months to get licensed and all that kind of stuff, but about $135,000 of revenue came within that first year to like maybe year and a quarter, year and a half max, okay, so it was a good start, not a bad start by any means for a brand new insurance agent who'd never been in the insurance business. Um, but it really wasn't like anything that you write home about. It wasn't something I would say, hey, you know what? I should be in the top you know, 1,000 of insurance agents out there. No, absolutely not. I mean, it was a decent year in California, um, but it wasn't like anything special and grand. It's because I was going after accounts that that agency was used to. Okay, At that agency, there were Because it was a larger agency, there were lots of producers at the various profit centers that were around California. And in the one that I was in, most of the agents who really were writing new business were going after subcontractor accounts. And so I just went after subcontractor accounts as well because, quote unquote, that's what we did. That's what we were good at. And so because of that, I went after the same types of accounts, the same size of accounts. I wrote them with the same carriers and so forth. I didn't even know enough to be dangerous. I only knew how to actually follow the program, because I was willing to prospect, I was able to write a lot of accounts. The thing is, is that that particular profit center was you know, kind of just going through, I think, a little bit of transition. I could see the writing on the wall over the course of time. I knew that it wasn't going to be a, a place in which to stick around very often. In fact, that profit center is really not even there anymore. They don't even have any salespeople there any longer. Um, so it was going that route. Um, so I knew that I needed to leave. I knew I needed to go to somewhere else. So I ended up going to a different agency. Um, I looked at a lot of different agencies. I um, you know, interviewed with a few different ones to kind of take a look at what was out there because, frankly, when I started in the industry, I didn't even know that there was a, like a difference in commission splits or anything like that. I mean, I was just green. I was brand new, out of college. I didn't know what I didn't know. So when I started interviewing at different agencies, I began to realize that, wow, there's a lot of differences here. There's a lot of differences even in regards to what they pay for, new business and renewal business, and you know what kind of servicing does the producer have to do versus the account manager team or you know, services at the agency and so forth. And So I began to see a lot of differences. I ultimately chose a particular agency to go with, which is one of the larger alphabet houses. And one of the things that I was told once I was actually hired and I finally like, pulled the trigger and I went there, uh, they like mysteriously didn't mention this beforehand, but they, when I finally got there about a month or so after that, they said, Charles, you know, we're here, you're here because we like the activity on what you were um, doing in order to be successful. But the size of those accounts that you wrote, we don't pay producers for that size of account. Okay. So the accounts that I was writing at my first agency, they were around like $3,500 of total revenue per account. I was just writing like the general liability, auto, the workers' compensation and so forth for some of these smaller contractors. And on average, they were around $3,500 thirty five hundred dollars of total commission, right? So that's just kind of what they were. And the agency where I was at, they happen to have, at least at that time, this was a while ago, so they had a five thousand dollar minimum revenue threshold per account that they don't even pay producers if the account doesn't generate at least five grand. And what they actually told me is that, you know, that's the minimum revenue threshold, but we want you at least prospecting stuff that's 10 grand of revenue and above. Now, at the time, I was about 24 years old, and I looked like I was 17, and I just didn't understand how this was going to work. I really thought that there's no way this is going to work. They're going to fire me. I'm going to be around for a couple of months. They're going to see that they made a mistake. Charles is going to have to go find another job. I just really believed that that was what was going to happen. So I spent about a week or two kind of just sort of looking in the mirror and really trying to figure out, you know, can I do this? Can I write this type of business going forward? And so I was looking at different industries. I was looking at different things and so forth, but I ultimately thought, well, I know construction. I'm just going to stick with construction, but I'm just going to start writing and prospecting bigger accounts. And because I knew that I was going to end up writing like smaller accounts and maybe what was my average, every once in a while i write a bigger account and so forth, I decided that the first policy that I ever write for an account was going to be $20,000 of commission or more. Okay. So again, I was only about a year and a half into my entire insurance career. I didn't even know a lot of things yet. I was still relatively green and now trying to write bigger accounts and I look like I was 17. It's just, I didn't think this was going to work out. I didn't know how it was going to work out. Um, I decided to partner on like some of the really bigger ones with maybe a couple of old guys who had gray hair. And so I didn't, you know, I had some kind of like experience there in the room. But at the end of the day, it was just me kind of going out there. I found um, over the course of time, like building prospect lists uh, that were basically the same types of industries and construction, just bigger accounts, more employees and so forth. And the thing is, is that I, again, I didn't think this was going to work, but I ended up writing about half the total number of clients. So I only wrote about 15 clients in that first year with that second agency. But I did about 300 and I think it was, it was like $330,000 of commission in that first year. I was really like amazed. I didn 't think it was going to work out. They were obviously very happy that you know it kind of worked out that way. Um, but I just didn't think it was going to happen. I really didn 't feel like I was going to be able to write those accounts, but just kind of looking back, here was here was sort of the the genius of my ignorance, okay I just decided to give it a try and go big, and it worked out. It worked out, and frankly, even if I only would have been half as successful, I would have been head over heels happy about it. My agency would have been really happy about it. If I only would have done like hundred and seventy thousand dollars of revenue in that first year, they would have been happy with that because it would have been size of accounts that they're fine with. I mean, at the end of the day, even if I was only half as successful, they would have been fine. I would have been fine. We would have kept moving on. But I had a really good, I had a really good first year. The thing is, is that all I want you to understand when we're talking about you writing $250,000 of new commission over the course of a, a full year, 12 month period, is that the thing that is stopping you from doing that is the blockage that you have in your mindset. Period. That's what's holding you back. It frankly is amazing how many different agents that I speak to who say they have a hard time setting appointments or they have a hard time figuring out how to uncover pain. They have a hard time figuring out how to put together a timeline of services or how many just, you know, even like today as I sent um, an email to my email list, how many different producers are struggling right now just figuring out what to go after, right? How to uncover the pain, what the timeline should be about, what carriers are writing it, all that kind of stuff. How to close the business, how to ask for the broker record letter, how to get and win the signed broker record letter, all these things. But at the end of the day, What is really the most important thing that you need to overcome is a limited set of beliefs. The thing is is that there, frankly, is no reason whatsoever why, listen to me, no reason whatsoever why you can't write $250,000 of commission in the next 12 months. The main thing that is stopping you from doing that is the thinking that's going on in between your ears. That is it. And if you can somehow change that limited thinking, you're going to end up having much more success. You will undoubtedly have more success if you can change that limited mindset. Now, excuse me. This limited mindset comes into play in a lot of different ways. I would tell you that likely the limited mindset that you have, it, it is there specifically because of your experience at your agency, first and foremost. In other words, when you look at the size of the accounts that your agency goes after, that then becomes your path, or it becomes your rut. If your agency writes small little Main Street USA, then that's quite likely what you're going to end up writing, or that you have written over the course of time. I actually feel that it is very, very challenging to sort of buck the system and start writing something completely different and completely larger than what your agency is used to. It's just because it hasn't yet been proven at your agency and therefore you're not likely to um, maybe figure it out. You might have other people who are your peers, you know, sort of downplay and come at you with negativity. Like, I don't know why you're doing that. You're not going to, you know, it's not going to work. And frankly, most people who are negative and who will tell you negative things are people who haven't been able to do it themselves. And that might be other producers, but it also might be agency owners. And you know, at the end of the day, your agency owner is your boss, so I'm not going to tell you to say anything bad about your boss or anything like that. you got to do what your boss says, he or she says you need to do. But, frankly, if you can put together a really good plan, you can put together a process on how this is going to work, which carriers you're going to work with, what carriers are going to place the business, and what services you're going to offer in exchange for the business and so forth. If you can put together a very structured strategy and approach to be able to then show to your agency principals or owners about what it is you're going to do in order to ensure that success, I would venture to say that, you know what, I'm just looking at it from my perspective. From an entrepreneurial standpoint, I am going to back you 100%. I'm going to back you and try and help you be successful because the last thing I want somebody to do is to start thinking big and then I hold them back with small thinking. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. So I, I have worked with hundreds and hundreds of agents and agencies around the United States and internationally. I have served as chief revenue officer. I have served as chief sales officer for a number of agencies. I have been the chief sales officer for a top 100 agency in the United States of America. I work with EB producers, P&C producers. I have worked with producers that are brand new producers who are stuck on cruise control on an $800,000 book of business, and I have worked with producers who have a two and three and sometimes $4 million book of business. All of them in between, going after all different types of businesses. And I would tell you that the difference between those who are very much sort of stuck and, and they're kind of even stuck in amateur land versus those who just continue to excel is the difference between those who prospect With a relentless mindset versus those who just prospect here and there and don't really have a program, don't really have a process. The difference between you selling insurance and being ultra successful is the difference between you having a prospecting mindset versus you not having that mindset. Again, if you can't set appointments, you can't sell business. If you're not prospecting, you can't set appointments. The difference between you selling insurance is the difference between you prospecting or not prospecting. There there really is no other way to sort of look at this. It's not that you don't have an insurance carrier who's willing to write business. You probably have access to many insurance carriers as an independent agent. You do. You have a lot of insurance carriers who will write a lot of different stuff, and they are the most competitive from a price standpoint in a number of different industries. I mean, if you represent your agency represents 25 different insurance carriers, standard surplus lines, whatever, those carriers choose to be very competitive at different classes of business. If you went after whatever classes of business they are most competitive at, you are going to be successful. But you will not be successful if you do not prospect. Period. The process that I find to be the most foolish is to put together a list of prospects without really having any idea what you're going to do with them once you set an appointment. I mean, how ridiculous is it to put together a list of prospects, to prospect on those, to set appointments with those accounts, to eventually get loss runs, put together a submission, and then you think, all right, I, uh, I wonder which carrier is going to write this stuff. I mean, how foolish is that? That is throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks. If you had a process, a system, in which you are prospecting the type of business that your carriers want to write and are most competitive at, you are going to be successful. Period. But you're not if you're winging it. I don't know what else to say. I don't know how else to put it. The last thing I want to do is sugarcoat it. I don't want to come across as negative. I want you to take this to heart and begin implementing it. But do not prospect something just because you want to. Prospect something in particular because you've got a carrier that's going to write it. Not that they're just going to quote it, but that they are going to write it. And that requires some due diligence. That requires putting together a system. That requires actually talking to underwriters and sales reps and finding out what they will write and what they won't write, and what other competing carriers are they seeing out there, and what are their hit ratio from quoting to actually winning the business. Look, if an underwriter told me, you know, she's she's um, you know writing fifteen percent of the accounts she quotes on, well, guess what? I ain't working with her. I am not going to spend all of my time and base my career on her 15% hit ratio, period. If I talk to another underwriter and she says, well, her hit ratio you know, is somewhere between like 40% on this class of business and 60% on this class of business, then I'm much more likely to work with her rather than the first one that's only 15%. So this is your career. This is your agency. Why are we not asking these questions to our key insurance carrier partners? I am not going to work. Listen to you should not work on accounts where your carriers do not have greater than a fit or less than a fifty percent hit ratio from quote to bind. That's it. Work on the business that your carriers want to write. I don't know how else to actually say it, but anything else just sounds foolish to me. <clears throat> I mean, here's the thing. I am way too tall and a bit chubby to be a jockey, okay? It just ain't going to happen. I'm not going to be a jockey in any kind of horse race, okay? Don't want to, won't ever be one. But the thing is, is that if I was going to be in a horse race or if I was betting, and I'm not a betting man, but if I was going to bet on particular horses, here's probably what I would do. I would try and ride or put all my money on the fastest horse that just sounds like, like wise, doesn't it? I mean, why would you bet on the slowest, fattest, weakest horse? If I was going to try and, and ride a horse in order to win the race, I want the fast horse. If I'm going to be driving a car you know, in, a, in a Formula 1 race, I want a Formula 1 car and not somebody's used Buick. But if you are having very sort of like Buick results, I just want to ask you, what, what car are you driving? What carriers are you trying to place business with? If you're trying to place business with carriers who just aren't overly competitive in that class of business, man, you're going to have Buick results. I don't know what else to say about it. If you want to be successful, then help yourself to be successful. If you are an agency owner or partner and you want to have your producers be more successful, then let me just tell you, You better create a plan for them. If not, it's all on you. Your agency will rise or fall based upon your level of leadership in that organization. And if your level of leadership for your sales organization, and by the way, at the end of the day, every insurance agency is a sales organization. You are certainly going to service it, but if you don't sell, if nothing's coming in the front door, you do not have a business. And so at the end of the day, every agency is a sales organization, which incidentally is why most agency partners at agencies are all principals and they're not account managers. Okay? So let's just you know, kind of get that out of the way. Agencies are sales organizations. And as a sales organization, if you are bringing on these producers and you do not have a system and you allow them to wing it and just sort of like try and figure it out themselves, that is poor, poor leadership and your agency is going to struggle because of it. Your carriers aren't going to be very happy because you're not going to have very good hit ratios from them. Those agents that are just kind of winging it. I just want to tell you that as an agency leader, it is not. We're not asking for the sun, moon, and stars here. You don't have to be the greatest agency leader that you know has ever been out there or this side of the Mississippi. You don't have to be that. But you do have access to certain carriers for a reason, and those carriers are choosing to write certain classes of business in order to be competitive, okay, in order to write it. Focus your time on those carriers. If it's not you, I would have maybe one or two other people, service staff, operations, whoever it is. If you have a marketing department, I don't care. Have one or two people contact each of your carriers. In fact, it would be great if you had two people at your agency contact your main sort of go-to carriers that are writing with the largest commission percentages, and that they have the best contingency profit-sharing plan for your agency, and I would have both of those people asking them which uh, industries are you guys wanting to write right now. I mean, tell me what are your top five or top seven industries that you are writing that you are seeing you are most competitive out there. I would ask your underwriters, tell me about your hit ratio. When you're quoting, what's the percentage of which you're binding on that industry? Because for me, that will actually tell me about you know, how competitive the carrier is on that class of business. Um, also, is the underwriter offering max credit? I'm going to ask them about their credit and debit structure, you know. Um, if they have the ability to offer 42% credit, are they only offering 27%? And if they are, why? What do we need to do in order to get more, you know, d- uh, more credit on the account so that even we have a much more competitive quote across the process? Look, I want you to start thinking about it as somebody who realizes that insurance is war. You have, quote-unquote, enemies out there, competitors and so forth, and they are trying to steal the food off your table. And so it is in our best interest, your agency's best interest, your family's best interest, your pocketbook's best interest, that we do the due diligence to actually get there. The main thing that is stopping you from writing 250 grand of revenue over the next 12 months is a limited mindset that is doing something that you've always done because you've gotten the same result. And if you're doing those things, you're stuck in that rut, and you're thinking, I will never get to that 250000 I won't even probably get to 100 grand." It's because you're doing something, and you're thinking the way that you have always thought. And at this moment, you are unwilling to kind of go to the next step and do what needs to be done in order to achieve the results that you want. But frankly, there is no reason whatsoever right now that you can't just stop and actually do something different in order to achieve a different result. The question then is, man, are you going to do it or not? Are you going to do it or not? Here's how. Here's how you can actually write $250,000 of commission In the next 12 months. And when I say this, you're going to say, Charles, is that it? And I'll say, yep, that's it. That's it. Here they are. I already talked about going after a class of business that you can be competitive at. Now, I want you to double or triple the size of the account that you prospect. Double or triple the size of the account that you prospect. If you're used to writing $25,000 premium accounts, I want you to start writing $75,000 premium accounts. Why? Because you're going to make three times the amount of revenue. Charles, is that it? Yep, that's it. What, were you expecting magic fairy dust? Were you expecting me to sort of like to tell you something that the insurance industry hasn't ever heard of before? I'm sorry, but there's nothing new under the sun. And at the end of the day, if you want to write more business, if you want to make more money, you have to go after bigger accounts. You have to do one of two things. You have to either write significantly more of the same accounts you've always written, right? Or you simply just have to write double or triple the size of the account that you're normally writing. And it's a whole lot easier to simply just write a bigger account than it is to write more accounts. So you, again, you say, Charles, is that it? Is that the extent of this episode's you know, wisdom? Yep, that's it. Write bigger accounts. Write bigger accounts. That's it. You know, I actually do a fair amount of um, seminars for agencies, you know, where I'm doing sort of group coaching for the entire agency. Sometimes I'm hired to even do like, um, you know, sales summits and kind of like get their producers motivated and kind of set up some sales strategies and so forth. And so I might do an hour and a half, you know, a virtual sales summit with some of these agencies. And by the way, if that's interesting to you, you know, reach out to me. I'd love to have a chance to talk with you about how we can get your producers totally motivated to write some more new business. And I do talk about a lot of different things. I talk about different tactics and strategies, picking out your micro niche, how to get more B of R's, how to put together the timeline of services and so forth. But at the end of the day, if you or any of those other producers, if you do nothing, Anything else other than just increasing the size of the account that you prospect by two or three times, you will become a millionaire. Period. I mean, it doesn't have to be any more challenging than that. If you're only writing accounts that are like I had in the past $3,500 of average revenue, and you just started writing bigger accounts you're going to have a much better portfolio over the course of time. Going back to that original example of what I did in my book of business, it was the genius of just like um, ignorance. I I didn't even realize, I sort of just, I fell into something that worked for me. And now I help people duplicate it in their own lives, to replicate it, if you will. Um, Looking back at what I wrote in my second year of insurance versus my first year, My first year, the average account size was around $3,500 of average revenue. My second year, it ended up being $26,000 of commission per account. I went from $3,500 of commission per account now to $26,000 of commission per account. I still looked like I was 17, and by the end of that second year, I was only two years into the insurance business. Still fairly green. But the only main difference was that I ended up going after bigger accounts. Looking back at it, I went after the same industries. I wrote the business with the same carriers, the same underwriting relationships that I had. I just prospected bigger accounts. They had more employees. They had more vehicles. They had more annual gross revenues, uh, uh, sales. And so they were just bigger accounts. Same process. In fact, I didn't even know much about... uh, Selling like I do today, right? I really wasn't even going after broker regulars back then. I was just a quoting machine, like nobody even like talked to me about a b of r I don't think I even understood what a b of r was probably till five, six years really into the process about how to actually sell. so the things that I teach and, and understand now I mean looking back at it then it was a lot of ignorance, but the thing was is I was willing to prospect relentlessly after the types of accounts of a certain size, and guess what. It just works. I wrote half the number of clients, but because the clients that I was going after were significantly higher, bigger, I simply just wrote more business. There is no reason, please listen to me, there is no reason whatsoever you can't do that as well. No reason. You as an individual agent, you can do it. You as an agency partner or principal or agency owner, you can do it. And you can get your agents to do it. You can get your other producers to do it. Whether you have one other producer in the agency, five, 15, or maybe you have another 50 or 60 producers at your agency, you can get everybody on that same page of increasing their mindset on what is capable, what they are capable of, and then really just push towards agency leadership excellence. Once you really focus on that, you're going to have tremendous success, both for yourself as well as everybody else at your agency. You won't have to worry about then the churn of losing producers because your producers are going to be able to build a book that's, that's solid there at your agency. Everything gets better when you write bigger accounts, when you have a plan, a strategy. And yep, there's a whole lot more than just writing bigger accounts. There's a lot more that you can do to increase your hit ratio and your win percentage and get more signed BORs and so forth. There's a lot of things you can do. But if you don't prospect, nothing happens. If you have a negative mindset, nothing happens. If you are not really pushing towards excellence, nothing happens. And if you're going after small accounts, average small accounts, you're not going to have a lot of excitement in your career. Make that switch, and I truly believe that you will be very, very happy with where your agency is going. Now, in final summary, I mentioned a couple things. One, if your agency is interested in doing some kind of a virtual sales summit, you know, if you want me to get your agencies pumped, your agents pumped up, give them a system, teach them the broker record letter process, let me know. I can do a, an hour, hour and a half, two-hour you know, sales summit on really kind of getting your producers a system going forward. Um, or if you're just simply interested in knowing about this yourself, go to my website and check it out, permissiongroup.com. And I have a few different things there that might work for you, but you have to pull the trigger. At the end of the day, you got to do it. My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network, where I teach and train insurance agents how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance
1: Producer Podcast. Hey, agents, listen to this, listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it, think of it.